Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast brought to you by leo2ceo.com. Today, I'm kind of being selfish, actually, if I have to admit it. Um, I, you know, podcasting is just such a great way to reach people. And obviously, you know, you guys are paying attention to this podcast. Uh, and there's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of opportunities uh, to be on podcasts. And something that I've been focused on lately is not just hosting this podcast, but trying to get myself on other shows as well to be able to grow my reach and expand my authority. And there's there's some nuances to that. There are some challenges that come with the outreach and time to, to get yourself uh, on other shows and find what shows there are. And so I wanted to bring on somebody that is an expert at outreaching to other podcast hosts and getting booked on shows. If you guys have not yet leveraged the power of podcast guesting for your own business and entrepreneurial focus, then you need to do that. And today we're going to give you all of the things that you need in order to start making effort towards guesting on other podcasts. So today my guest is Nancy Jutton from getting from get known, get paid.com. And so Nancy, thank you. Welcome to the uh, Coppernewer Path podcast. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I guess the first question I have is how did you, how did you get focused in this space of uh, guesting on other podcasts? Well, I think I came to this place at the same time that a lot of other people did. It was a universal moment in our world history when the pandemic hit about March of 2020. If you were a speaker, a trainer, an expert who needed to be on live stages or conferences to make your way in the world, all the carpets rolled up and everything went completely blank. It was as like an Etch-a-Sketch got shaken and everything went blank in an instant. So there were a whole bunch of us that were wringing our hands and crying in our beer and checking into Pity Party Hotel wondering what the heck are we going to do. And then I decided to just roll up my sleeves and make podcast guesting my favorite preferred visibility strategy, because coming to this from a background of public speaking and being a publicist, I already knew how to use the power of the media to make my message travel far and wide. The key was to deploy it to my expert and bottom line advantage. And I managed to book myself on over 100 shows and create a revenue rush for my products, programs, and services without leaving my house, without having to show my vaccination card, without having to do anything else. So then I started training other messengers how they could do it too. And it's been an incredibly empowering and exciting ride to see my clients learn my methods and systems so that they can never be hungry for an audience ever again and never have to leave their house if they don't want to. Yeah. I think the podcasting industry in general just exploded uh, during that time, during COVID, because like you said, so many people were 
uh, stuck at home and looking for opportunities to get the word out about what they're doing, share their ideas and their thoughts. And podcasting was just an obvious next step. In fact, my podcast, this podcast started uh, during that same time. So uh, it, it definitely, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And they say that regardless of the topic, there's a podcast for it. There's a community for it. And that just leads to so many opportunities. I heard one time that uh, a statistic that the average person only has a cult following of like three podcasts at any given time, right? So you can only really focus on listening to every single episode of up to like three podcasts at any time. So it's a little bit of a saturated market, which means that in order to get uh, expand your influence, you really need to find podcast audiences that are your audience, but maybe you haven't reached yet. So what's the first step in finding those shows and identifying where your audience is at? Well, before we find out what where the shows are, I think a more important step is who the heck are you? What are the hot topics you have to bring to a podcast so that you can be clear about the value that you can bring to a host and a host audience? Because if you don't have clarity around that, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Oh, gee, I'll look for a health podcast. But is it a health podcast for women or is it health podcast for men? Is it one that appeals to women that are over a certain age or in a certain stage of life? Before you go looking for shows, first decide what do you want to talk about right now? Why are you the expert that should be talking about it now? What value can you bring that is different, preferred and distinct and not the least bit lackluster so that when a host actually sees it, the host is saying, I'm interested in that. I can't yeah. wait to talk to that guest. Because if you don't have that clarity, the rest of it doesn't even matter. Very excellent point. And do you suggest focusing that around the problem that you're solving for that particular audience? Yeah, I think in the industry, and I'm sure you've seen plenty of these, you can create a media one sheet that's like a one sheet of yeah. paper that has your headshot and your social media links and a short bio, your hot topics, um, perhaps some interview questions that you love to be asked. But I always tell all my clients, it's a powerful exercise in clarity to get clear on those things first, because then there are so many podcast matchmaking sites and portals to which we can upload our information so that hosts and guests can make a match. I heard one person say it's like Tinder for podcast guesting. Right. You can yeah. swipe and find the perfect show, but if you haven't gotten clear about what you want to talk about in the first place you're, you're kind of stuck at the front door. Yeah. So, so since I brought that up, podcast guest matchmaking sites, you know, there are 2.7 million podcasts on the air today and more seem to be starting every single day. I suggest to my clients that they look for shows that have at least 20 episodes that serve their ideal audience and that have some favorable reviews to their credit already. Because then if you go to the time and effort to pitch yourself to that show, you can be confident that there's actually an audience already in progress that will be listening. Yeah. So be, be careful and judicious about 
where you show up. And before you make a pitch or an approach, watch or listen to the show. Do the host that honor. Watch and listen to the show. Post a five-star review if you feel so inspired. And then do a screen capture of that five-star review before you hit send. Because then when you reach out to the host, you can say, Adam, I listened to your show and this is what I learned in episode number 55. And I was particularly taken with what the guy said about exiting rich and doing it right. That's why I wanted to reach out to you because I think I have something new to say that could add to that conversation. What I just demonstrated there is that if you see here and celebrate the host with the currency that matters to him, more reviews, more listens, you've already demonstrated that you care more about the big picture than only being selfishly interested in your own initiative. And I think that sets you apart as a guest that a host might want to talk to. Yeah, I agree. Now, it's only happened to me once in almost like 90 episodes now. But I, I one time I had this guy that, that booked in for the show to be a guest. And he showed up five minutes late. And he gets on, he says, now what's your podcast about again? <laughs> and I almost wanted to just like give him the boot right there and say, you know what? Never mind, you know? And he ended up actually being a really good guest, but it didn't set the tone correctly to begin with. Uh, Cause it irked me. I'm like, well, why did you book in to be a guest on my show? If you didn't even know what it was about and didn't know what the topic was and who the audience is. Right. And so, oh, yeah, so much, you know, this is such a hot thing. And I also often say, be the kind of client, joint venture partner and host or guest that you most want to attract. Yeah. That means listen to the show, rate the show, pay attention. Don't just be there to sell your book or enroll people into your program or whatever the case may be. Have a bigger conversation yeah. in which the, the audience Lead can- with value. Yeah, value. Yeah. So getting back to the media one sheet, let's say you've created a media one sheet and you're, you have clarity around your hot topics and what makes you special, different and preferred in a way that a host would actually have a head whip reaction and say, yeah, I want to talk to you. When you upload that information to some of these portals, the beautiful thing about that is many of them have thousands of hosts and guests already visiting those portals, looking for guests just like you. So you can sidestep the whole pitching process by having a brilliant podcast profile on the site so that incoming inquiries will come to you from hosts that say, I saw your profile on Podmatch. You look like just the perfect guest I'd love to have. Won't you please book with me? What if two people reached out to you from perfectly matched podcasts every week and all you had to do was respond in a winning way as the host required? How much easier would it be for your message to travel far and wide? You simply have to make a decision to choose one of these profile matchmaking sites and use it. I also, I also like to say, you know, we were talking in the green room about our kids. My son is 25. You've got young kids. But when my kid turned about 16, he got in the mail a razor and razor blade from Gillette. 
<laughs> and Gillette said, congratulations on coming of age. At this point in your life, you're going to need to look sharp. We wanted to be there for you at this crucial moment in your life. So the kid says to you know us, look at this. I got this gift from Gillette. Well, my kid is 25 years old now, and he's still using Gillette. So there are so many of these services that you can use and we can talk about them, but the one that's there for you in the beginning that pays off for you tends to be the one you stay with, the one you use and the one you recommend. And yeah. Podmatch is that for me Yeah, and it, for so many of my clients. It's funny that you mentioned Podmatch because that's actually how we got connected uh, and, and booked you in to come onto the show. And I, you know, I started using Podmatch I don't know, a few months ago and kind of the little secret behind the show here for everybody listening that uh, a, a big chunk of the guests that have come on the show uh, over the last several months have all been people I've connected with through Podmatch. Not all of them. I've, you know, many of them have just been people I've connected with through LinkedIn and other resources and referrals and things like that. But um, I admittedly was a little bit skeptical about Podmatch when I first, um, decided to give it a try because I'd tried some other ones before and the people that I got matched with, I was like, no, I don't want them anywhere near my show. Uh, but with Podmatch, I think it's been probably about 80% of the people that have reached out to me uh, have been a good fit for the show. And likewise, those that I've reached out to it have, have responded well and uh, have been a good fit too. I want to talk a little bit more about um some of these pod match podcast uh, guest matching services. But before we do, we've got to take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about that. And then we want to shift gears a little bit and talk more about how to make yourself stand out. Hey, it's break time real quick. Are you interested in being a guest on the Copper Path podcast? Or do you know someone else who would be a good guest on the show? I'm always looking for copper who can share stories of their own copper journey regardless of how early you are in that journey or how far along you are. I'm also looking for guests who don't necessarily have a law enforcement background, but can offer expert business and marketing advice. So if you would like to suggest a guest or see about being featured yourself on an upcoming episode, please go to cpp.fm forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form. Again, that's charlespaulpaul.com frank mary forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form all right welcome back i'm back here with nancy and we were just talking about Podmatch, and um, that just happens to be the platform i use but there's there's lots of other podcast guesting uh podcast guesting platforms out there do, do you suggest any others in addition to Podmatch, nancy or is that one your favorite I have several that I like and for different reasons. Uh, another one that I like is called matchmaker.fm. And you can upload your profile there, much like you would at Podmatch. And what I love about matchmaker.fm is that you can upload your various keywords that people would look for to find an expert like you. And then as early as tomorrow, you could be receiving emails of perfect matches that will be perfect for you. And I just had this situation with a client the other day who I taught my 6P system to podcast guesting success. And she was perseverating and worrying about perfection about her media one sheet for weeks and weeks and never really got it out there to share it with anyone. And she was frustrated. And I said, repeat after me, 
set up one of your profiles on this on matchmaker.fm and podmatch.com today and i'm going to hold you to your feet to the fire to do it right now i'm going to look at your profile and make sure that it's host friendly and that it's not lackluster but is blockbuster and that is host that, that there's hot topics there and that you don't sound like you're just there to schlep your book and we're going to do it right now and i said just take the medicine <laughs> and the next day she wrote back to me and said I just got booked on two podcasts as a result of what you did with me yesterday. Awesome. Why didn't I start this 12 weeks ago? I said, I wish you would have had a V8. I dispense this value and this practical, tactical guidance. It's up to you to consume it to your advantage. And if you're sitting there behind the curtain making your media one sheet great, but nobody ever sees it, then you deserve what you get, which is probably a big zero. <laughs> yes. You know, I have to admit to you that uh, one of the not so great characteristics of my fellow copernewers is that we tend to have a bent towards perfectionism. And so, as I like to say, because you get stuck in, in small decisions that seem like big decisions, but they're not, uh, when, when you're trying to make it perfect. And so I, I always like to tell everybody that perfection is the enemy of success, Amen. right? You, you have to overcome that perfectionism. Otherwise you'll never get to where you want to go. Given what we saw with the pandemic, I mean, last night I was watching Lester Holt and he made a very somber statement that we've lost our millionth life to this dreaded virus. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know how long we're going to be here or what the world is going to shift on its axis. The time to make our difference in our businesses and our lives with our messages and our stories is right now. So if you go ahead and start responding to opportunities. And we can talk about pitching as well, as far as a way to stand out. Yes. But what the heck are you waiting for? Why are you going to suffer longer? It's time to put things to the test to see whether or not they land for people, because if they don't land for people, you're going to get a big zero anyway, but maybe you're going to have the benefit of someone like me looking over your message so that you can gain that confidence. So the next day you can get two shows booked. There is a commercial years ago with these almond growers. They were sitting in the almond growers and they'd say, all we ask is two cans a week. That's all we ask. But if the whole world ate two cans of almonds every week, the almond growers would be very successful. So I say the same thing. Book yourself on two shows a week to the right audience. Deliver your wow in your own best way, bring it, leading with value. The right people will hear you. And not only will you, the host be glad, but the people who are listening will be well served. And there's probably hosts that are hearing your story today on Adam's podcast that are going to reach up to you and say, I heard you on Adam's podcast. Will you be a guest on my podcast too? One good thing leads to another, but if you don't get to square one, well, there you go. That's called poaching though. <laughs> Is that such a bad thing? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You you mentioned um, maybe some strategies and tips for how to pitch ourselves. What is the the tone that you suggest people take when they are pitching themselves? Is it a uh, I, I'm here to solve a problem, or is it something completely different? What, what are some of your best tips? Well, brevity is beautiful. Number one. Number two. Don't overuse a template that you got online for free that says, dear host, love your show, can't wait to be a guest. 
because that says absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Be sure to call the host by name and not dear host, because nothing's more beautiful to anyone's eye or ear than to hear the sound of their own name. Yes. I'm a big fan of leading first with, I watched or listened to your show, posted a five-star review, and I'm approaching you today with a bright idea for a follow-up show. I like to start that way because I like to demonstrate that I've paid attention to the host. Then, of course, there's probably a problem that's rampant in this marketplace. And if you have a solution to address that, that will change the game, provide an aha insight, or um, make for a really juicy conversation, lay it out. I think when we're talking about hot topics, it's really great if you can say, as a guest on your show, I can lay out the five biggest podcast guesting mistakes and what your listeners can do instead so that they can be booked again and again. Amen. By being really clear about the five podcast guesting mistakes and what to do instead, the host instantly knows, oh, I can see how we could talk about that for 20 minutes and have yeah. it be of great value to myself and to everyone who's listening. But if you say something like, well, I can talk about this, I can talk about that, I'm not really sure, what do you think would be good for you? It, it's so wishy-washy that how exciting is wishy-washy? Um, specifics are terrific, I always say. Yeah, they are. I agree 100%. Um, I got to tell you, I have to admit a, a little bit of a, a pet peeve of mine. And I want to hear your thoughts on it. And, and it's kind of loaded because I sort of, I've already, I already kind of know your thoughts on it and you're, <laughs> you're on my side. So, <laughs> um, but you know, one thing that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine, and I think it's just because as a marketing strategist and a story brand guide, I recognize the value in a lead generating asset, right? That, that, that nurtures the relationship through curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment with a potential audience. And when you give people away something for free, it creates that reciprocal relationship where they then want to give back to you, right? And so uh, the, in my opinion, your lead generating asset is the most valuable asset you have for your business in marketing yourself. And my pet peeve is that I get so many podcast guests that will come on. And as you know, in filling out my podcast guest questionnaire, I leave a spot there for, hey, do you have anything you want to promote or, or a lead generating asset? And the number of guests that I have that don't have anything and all they do is come on and say, uh, go to my social media channel. Um, and I, I almost want to be like, hey, can I give you some marketing advice and share a lead generating asset? Do you think um, that that is also a must for you when you are guesting on other shows? I agree 100%. My company is called Get Known, Get Paid. If you want to get known, why is that? Is it because you want to get paid? If that's your answer, you must have a call to action that is juicy and intoxicating. And that means that after you've had the opportunity to deliver the value and answer the host questions and develop a rapport and show your style and your personality, at some point during the interview, the host is going to say, well, tell me, Nancy, this has been great. Where can our folks go to get a juicy, delicious taste in your direction? I'm so glad you asked. And then you put some sizzle in the steak and you give them one singular thing to do. One of the biggest mistakes that some guests make is they do something like this. 
Well, you can find me on Instagram. You can join my Facebook group. You can give me a call. You can book a call. You can send me a smoke signal. But the thing I really want you to do is blah. The trouble with that is that podcast listening is something typically done while doing something else. You're, mm-hmm. you're mowing the lawn. You're walking the dog. You're jogging in the neighborhood. You don't have the memory to recall all of those calls to action. So lead with one juicy easy to spell, easy to say, easy to remember call to action so that when people loved what they heard, they can say, oh yeah, I've got to go to that site to go get that goodie. Because then you, the person who wants to get paid, you've done permission-based marketing. Someone has put their name and their email address in your ecosystem so that you can follow up with them. And to the degree that you can grow your audience and drive inbound leads from clients that want to talk to you, that's how the money gets made. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to hear your, uh, your, your closing pitch here in a minute, but before, before we do, uh, you know, my, my last question, I guess I have for you, uh, you know, we've talked a lot now about some different tips and advice, which are. Uh, immediately deployable for anybody listening to the show that wants to go and outreach and try to get themselves booked on another show. Uh, But at some point there has to be a decision made about, do I do this on my own? And do I take all of this on and and try to get all the pieces of the puzzle put together and, and employ this strategy to get myself on other shows on my own? Or do I hire an agency, a service like yourself to do that for me? What are the key metrics that we should be looking at to make that decision about whether we do it on our own or hire somebody to help us? I want to answer that in two parts. First, my primary mission is to empower as many messengers as possible to book themselves on shows without hiring an expensive booking agency. And I teach people how to do that. So I clearly have a bias, okay? As to answering your question, if you are already at multiple six, seven, eight, or nine figures in your business and the thing is cooking with gas, by all means, engage the best possible podcast booking agency on on your behalf to represent you so you can show up at the microphone, work your magic, and then manage all the other fish there are to fry in your thriving organization. If, on the other hand, you're en route to your first six figures, I encourage you to learn how to do this yourself because I have a high value for fiscal responsibility. It's surprisingly easy to learn how to do this. You can be effective in short order when you learn from someone who will pour the value in and you will get success right away. I heard that the the, the world-class booking agency that I often recommend charges $25,000 a year to book you on 48 to 52 shows in a calendar year. Wow. Those who enroll in my tuition-based training pay one-tenth that tuition and own those skills for the rest of their life. In this economy where we have inflation going crazy and a lot of uncertainty, why not use your bigger bucks to hire or engage services that are not easily learned or delegated. Learn how to do this yourself. You'll never be hungry for an audience ever again. And then if you should decide to hire an agency at some point, you will be more than slightly dangerous knowing how to do it so that you'll be able to determine if your agency is bringing you the low hanging fruit 
or if your agency is actually going the extra mile to make sure you get on the best possible, most prestigious, high audience shows that'll serve you well. It's never wrong to empower yourself with good how-to information so you can be an excellent consumer and be fiscally responsible at the same time. That's my bias. Okay. That, that was a great answer. I appreciate that because it is very honest and forward and frank. There are lots of resources out there and this is not something that you can't do on your own. And it really, I think, boils down to it's a matter of time versus input, right? Uh, so um, I think that's a that's a really great metric for that. Now, the the course you were talking about, is that is that your podcast dream guest mastery course? Is, am I looking at that correctly? I lead something for free called the Podcast Visibility Live Lab, and the next one's coming up in June. And it's free to participate. It's an hour a day. You get homework every night. And by the end of this experience, you will master the six-piece system for podcast guest dream mastery. So you will prepare your mindset, mindset, your headspace, your office, your message. You will position yourself. You will prioritize the right shows. You will learn to pitch like a pro. You will learn to ping pong people back into your ecosystem so you can profit. I will guide you through all of those six Ps. And if you are in an action Jackson mode, chances are you'll book yourself on shows before the week is complete. Those who want my ongoing support for implementation and my velvet boot of accountability to kick them into an entirely new gear of performance and profits... <laughs> Those folks join me in the Broadcast Your Brilliance Bootcamp, and in 12 weeks, you will be kicked to a whole new gear. You will likely book yourself on four to 12 shows or something better, and you'll be part of a community that will hold you accountable, that will open doors for in for you and you for them, and you will be um, forever empowered, never to be hungry for an audience ever again. So th that's, the, that's the way my ecosystem works. I train people through the Podcast Visibility Live Lab. And when you're hungry for more, you jump into the tuition-based program because nobody does it better. And we have a lot of fun too. I love it. I love it. Your velvet boot of accountability. That's great. Um, well, I'll post links to that down, down in the show notes for this episode to the Podcast Visibility Live Lab. Uh, I will be signing up for that as soon as we are done recording. Um, so I would encourage everybody else that's interested in booking themselves on podcast to do that as well. Uh, but of course, Nancy, I promised you an opportunity for a closing thought and uh, alluded to your own closing pitch as well for your lead generators. So I'll let you do that now. Thank you, Adam. If you're excited to know whether or not you are ready to rock a podcast as a guest, I invite you to take my Ready, Set, Podcast Guest Assessment because in four minutes or less, you're going to find out what you have in place, what missing pieces need to be bridged, and you'll be motivated to do it. And if there's more that I can do to support you, I can't wait to hear from you. Follow the link that you'll see in the show notes to take that Ready, Set podcast guest assessment, and you'll get the aha insights you need to take yourself to a whole new level and your star completely on the rise. Well, thank you for that awesome resource, Nancy. And it's been great having you on the show. Um, as always, guys, we're going to list everything that we talked about here in the show notes for this episode. You can find that by going to cpp.fm and pulling up this episode. And we'll put some other things in there. Nancy's given us a whole list of different resources she has, including a fri private Facebook group 
with tons of valuable resources. And you can find all those in the show notes. Nancy, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.